بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومواله وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته to the respected listeners and viewers and to my dear guest in studio مولانا طيب السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته كيف حالكم مولانا الحمد لله الحمد لله بخير وأنتم الحمد لله رب العالمين um, I can't I can't complain um, كل شيء بيد الله Alhamdulillah. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really good to us. Um, Maulana, tell us a bit about yourself because people's probably thinking, who's this Maulana yeah. sitting here? Came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. There's <laughs> no come Maulana. Yes, yeah, uh, I'm sure like most like 80% of our community doesn't even know that I'm studying. Even the imam of the masjid. <laughs> Subhanallah. Are you serious? Yeah. Ajeeb, ajeeb. Uh, I don't know. Now, part of me thinks uh, that's a good thing. Mm. Um, for your own development because yeah, yeah. on me on the other hand everybody knew I was studying yeah. and I was like put into I mean I just told you a moment ago my yeah. first khutbah was at the end of my first year yeah. um, so from one perspective it's da'wah but from another perspective it could potentially harm your self-development like yeah, I don't yeah. think I was spiritually mature enough mm. uh, to be able to to do something like that without it impacting um, you know part of my personality mm. and Akhlaq and so on Wallahu yeah. alam But nonetheless Now you're a qualified Mulana Tell us a bit about yourself Still not qualified Mulana Inshallah Are you still studying? End of this year Oh subhanallah So you were not in um, In Mulana Yahya Mulana Yahya's class We actually the Okay maybe it will be A bit about uh, The journey Okay And so on So uh, Alhamdulillah um, I Do I give my age or <laughs> That's entirely up to you Say <laughs> Okay khair. So I'm 30 years old Alhamdulillah uh, married with two kids. Um, Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Student, um, which I feel is uh, all our identity, our first thing that we say, we're Muslim and we're students of deen. Alhamdulillah. At uh, Darul Ulum al Arabiya al Islamiyah, no better known as Du'ay. No, or, my alma mater. Yeah, or others known it, uh, know it as uh, Strand Madrasa. <laughs> so and others still know it as Malnata Karan's Madrasa. Yeah, Malnata Rahimahullah Ta'ala. So Alhamdulillah, I'm uh, in my final year now. You're right. And it's been quite the journey. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. Um, yeah, time flies, no? Time really flies. And um, just quickly through uh, a bit about um, where this uh, all started. Right. Um, I can look at, what, seven years back? Uh-huh. Um, it all started with uh, a bit of Jamaat. You know, most ah, okay, of our journeys okay, okay. Uh, is uh, start with Jamaat. Were you, you very, very active in Jamaat? I would say no, not necessarily. Okay. Um, is that just like because you like, you rank so high that anything that you do will seem low? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that uh, I feel for, for most people, it's uh, it's just first an experience before it becomes anything else. No. Um, and my journey till today, I would I would consider myself someone that is very open to to the to the to the dawah, right? And to tabligh, and I'll always be a part of it, inshallah. Amen, ya Rabb. May Allah, and, may Allah um, make you of benefit in the movement amen. and allow much good work to come from your hands. Amen, amen. So um, I would say it started with the three days, right. as many people's story starts with the three no. days. Oh, I, uh, I I did it 24 hours. Uh, is it? They gave me baby steps. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so mine was mine was hectic actually, to be honest. Oh, mashallah. Hectic in the sense of uh, great benefit and uh, 
I was put with a with a four month uh, Jamaat that oh. was preparing. They were like on their last. You know, like what happens is is that um, you know this group um, like in the markas then different people they make intention for four months. So right. they like they make a they make a Jamaat right right of different people from different localities. Because of course, not everybody from the same locality can be ready at the same time. No, It just doesn't work like that. So um, they now needed to have the three days out before they're going on the, you know, on the, um, on the four months. Right. So I go with him. I go with him, and uh, I'm uh, sitting in the, in the, in the, in the, in the markas, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, you know, asks me to 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 go with him on this three days. So. Um, I decided, okay, let's let's do this. Let's try this. I'm not familiar with Jamaat. I don't know. I speak to my mother about Jamaat. She's right. like, are you sure you want to go? You know, the, all the yeah, misconceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, then you're not going to end up working. And all <laughs> of these misconceptions that there is about this effort, this beautiful effort. Yeah. So um, I end up going with this Jamaat and that. And the place that they put there, subhanAllah, I'm literally, if we had to open the back door of this masjid, we're in the well-known flay. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, Bafay Khiskral. Yeah, yes, Johnson yes. Road. So if you open the back door of the of the of the masjid, you inside the flame, in the sure. heart of it. So it was hectic and the masjid's conditions was bad. I mean the toilet was insane and this is like my first experience. Right. But what I can tell you it was the best three days of my life. Oh mashallah. And that's where it all started. And then, you know, some islah was made and the effort of, you know, uh, becoming a better Muslim and so on, you know. And uh, started, um, you know, um, uh, trying to get connected to different efforts and so on. And then, uh, Alhamdulillah, I got married. And my wife was a student at uh, our, everybody's uh, teacher, Mullah uh, Ali Gouda. MashaAllah. At Darun Naim, Darun Nikah, also known, better known as. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so then uh, got married. And of course, now I had some form of knowledge about Darun Naim and the affiliation and so on. And uh, then I heard about the great Mulna Yunus, <laughs> Kiran, you know, and uh, always wanting to meet him and just heard about him and, you know, this beautiful personality that he is and, you know, the sincere person that he is and the good work that he does. And, um, you know, just the talks of the people made me have a strong yearning to meet him. <clears throat> then uh, something just came upon my heart one day, one Friday, uh, uh, my brother-in-law was still with me. I used to sleep quite a bit by me. He was about 11 years old, I think. And um, I just told him, let's go to the Marcus. Uh. I don't have a Jamaat. I don't, let's just go. Right. We see what happens. And we end up going to the Marcus. And I come across this fella that I saw at Darun Naim when picking my wife up now, you okay. know, from. And I grab him and he knows me by face and, and so on. He knows who my wife is and whatever. And then I greet him and I say, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, no, we're here with Munna Yunus. Mm. And I'm like, subhanAllah, are you serious? And I'm like, please ask me, like, can, can me and my brother join your jamaat? And you know, right. we don't have anybody to join. And he says, yes, bismillah. And that was the opportunity now. I'm going to finally meet. meet, you know, the great Mulna Yunus Kairan. And uh, that is where it all started. And then I met with Mulna and we went on that three days. And that was another beautiful experience of my life. And uh, that's where it all started with, uh, you know, whenever Mulna used to go out, I used to go out with him. Even though no. I wasn't a student yet of Darun Naim. Right. And this time I'm busy with corporate. So I was in corporate a bit, right? I uh, worked at Pepco in uh, Delray. Uh, okay, Michelle. Yeah. So um, they like the, how can you say, the, the mother company? How do they say? 
So it's not sister company. They like the head of, so Pep is under them. Right, right, right. I right. think Edgar's was under them as umbrella, well. Umbrella, the umbrella. Yeah, they're like the umbrella mm. company, yeah. So they're in the state and all of us. So I was there for uh, about, say, 19 months. I studied a bit of uh, business management. Yeah. Uh, did my diploma and all of that. So I already had something behind my name. And we went on this one, three days, and Munna just said something to me. And Munna Yunus. Munna Yunus, yeah. And just came upon my heart to study Dean. Oh, mashallah. And I took advice from him, and he said, just come. And I said, inshallah, I'm coming. I'm nice. coming in the new year. So inshallah, may Allah grant Munna Yunus, uh, you know, of the reward of I mean, whatever I mean. effort we do with ikhlas that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept and you know, give that reward to our Amin teachers. Amin so Amin then, then you went to go and study at Darun Naim and you finished there Yes, well. then I studied Darun Naim, finished at Darun Naim, and that is where me and Yahya met. Mm. So that is where this comes. So me and Yahya met Darun Naim. We, uh, people always ask, and that's the funny thing, they always say, how are you guys so close and mm. you're so, so different? Mm. We, always, we always argue, we're always differing with one another. Right. So we told them that, you see, difference of opinion doesn't mean we can't be, you know, ah. united and friends, you know. So, um, yeah, so we had our bumping heads all the time, first year, second year, but we were very close. Then, uh, years mashura, uh, we both didn't have any intention of studying further, th further than second year. Right. So it was second year, that is what we need. You know, we're going to operate with this two years, inshallah, yeah. and, you know, we're going to try to be good Muslims. And then upon his heart, he read this book. And upon his heart came, now I'm going to study further. I read the same book, and upon my heart also, I said, now I'm going to study further. But then his mashura took him to Strand. Mama Shura took me to another madrasa. Okay. And then that's where the the difference comes in him finishing before me. Oh, so you know how strand works. Yes, yes. Come yes, to yes. strand, not anybody can just yeah, walk into yeah. strand and yeah. think that he can go where he wants to go, you know? <laughs> it's like, what year? No, no, uh, we no. put you back. <laughs> yeah, we put you back. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so that's, that's how it works. So uh, I went, I did third year twice. Okay. So I've been there since third year now. And Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful place to be. No, uh, absolutely. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring more and more students. Whoever listens, you know, if they have any intention of going anywhere, we know we don't advertise, but, you know, uh, mm. come, come, come and visit us, inshallah. Yeah, I mean, I mean. No khair, barakallah fiqh. Okay, so let's get into why we are here tonight, right? No. Um, this, uh, the topic, I think I'm just going to make it plain and simple, waswasa, no. right? Yeah. So people would know why they're watching, but, um, <laughs> so the story begins where I, for the first time in my, I don't know, career, my my journey as a as a student of Dean, uh, I came across the concept of waswasa in practice in person. No. Uh, fairly recently, when I started working at Seekers Guidance, um, about thirty to forty percent of the questions that come through are from or pertaining to afflictions of waswasa. Subhan. what what is it? It is. Um, in uh, modern psychological terms, they refer to it as OCD. Yeah. But waswasa, in my understanding of it, is more specifically with re with regards to ibadah, right? Yeah. With the person obsessively and compulsively uh, doubts yeah. and and repeats themselves mm. because they doubt whether they finished washing a limb or whether they whether a drop of urine exited yeah. after they made istinja or whether they covered uh, the skin on their feet properly with water or no. is there a dry spot um, <laughs> no well, let's get to the right questions right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm just framing this thing right yeah, yeah. I'm framing it because uh, it's it's something uh, difficult to wrap one's mind around 
your WhatsApp message just came through now outside Monona. Is it? Yeah, no, I don't know why is it such a delay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what is this thing? So, so this is this is the problems that people face. Mm. Sometimes it's to do with money. Sometimes it's with money. Sometimes with yeah, money. Yeah. I was thinking that when I was talking about cash, I'm like, where did the money come? <laughs> and money as in yeah, sperm. No. Um, money as in, you know, the different yeah, types yeah. of fluids that men ejaculate or not ejaculate, but that men uh, uh, leak. Ex- yeah, I, okay. I don't know. I don't know what's excrete, the right word. No, excrete. No, right, no, that's not. No. no. <laughs> ejaculate and excrete. <laughs> How are you starting off this podcast, Heidi? <laughs> Um, no, let's not ejaculate or excrete anything. Um, but basically, uh, your body secretes yeah, some secrete, substances. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, maybe you pick up something heavy and so on. Mm. It's disgusting, fiqh, but that's not the point. The point is that certain people uh, who have this waswasa phenomenon uh, happening with them, waswasa, by the way, literally means uh, whispers of shaitan, mm. right? whispers of the devil. So, which tells us a bit about the Islamic perspective on this thing. Um, But people who are afflicted by this can become seriously heavily afflicted. And uh, this is what I've noticed. They don't just ask one question. They ask millions of questions. And it's it's, it's never enough. It's never enough. It's never clear. So then I brought this topic up in a class that uh, I was sitting in along with uh, uh, Sadi Tayyib over here. And uh, mashallah, he told me that he's got a lot of knowledge about it. So now I'm going to hand over the reins yes, to you. Knowledge. Allah tell me, Allah. tell me how, what you now came into the conversation. What were some of the things that you mentioned to me on that night? And why are you in this conversation? Yeah, so um, basically uh, what happened is we're sitting uh, in uh, one of these classes and one just expressing, you know, this, this, this concern. Mm you know, that the Ummah is facing with this was worse and like, you know, it's something so new to Mulana. And, and then I just uh, mentioned and commented, yeah, Mulana was one of them, mm. you know, and I wouldn't say just one of them, but I mean, if you want to call it what you want to call it, Alhamdulillah, I was one that actually overcame, mm. you know, this was worse. MashaAllah. And um, Alhamdulillah. 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 Bifadlillah. And um, Alhamdulillah, like what I've learned on this on this journey up until now you know it's so much and the concern that you know Molina then after after I mentioned this Molina was like no wait so we need to do a pod wait actually not then I think Molina just we just discussed it a bit you know like certain things that I've experienced other people doing as well and we're like subhanallah how does that's how do you, how does a person get to that point right you know and and we will discuss why and um, then we left it at that. And, and one day, Molina like, just gets us on the road. And Molina's like, Sadi, take my number down. You have my number, just message me. We need to do a podcast. And that's like just on the road, like at the robot. And I'm like, okay, inshallah. And I'll be like ducking and diving and like, should I, should I not? Should right, I, right, not? right. And, and alhamdulillah, you know, after some discussion, you know. And actually what made me message Molina, because I mean, Molina didn't actually um, approach me the second time. No. But I actually approached Molina. And uh, the reason why is because, again, our, our very beloved uh, friend and, and Molana Mulana Yahya, uh, he also expressed his concern after the 10 days of I'tikaf. Right. Because he gave the fiqh classes. So he was the fiqh Molana, yes. you know, on the, on the 10 days. And he started getting all these questions. Uh. And he told me, like, subhanAllah, the amount of people that is afflicted by waswas is, is crazy. It's, it's, it's so much. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, Saidi. I think I need to do this thing with Molana. Yeah. Because so, so 
Look, um, the reason why I was so desperate and, and <coughs> continue to be is that while it's such a widespread affliction, mm. no one is talking about it. Yeah, there's not much uh, on, on this topic. Yeah. And, and when I say no one is talking about it, I need to qualify <laughs> my statement. I mean that perhaps people are speaking about this from a psychological perspective, yeah. OCD, right? Clearly, Islam has its own perspective on this because it's waswas. It's linked to, to shaitan. It's yeah, linked yeah. To, to whisperings. And as someone who, who, who receives these questions and yeah. can clearly see that this is a serious problem, mm. it was disturbing that nobody really knew what to do mm. about this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, to, to, be, to be frank, right? On one of the platforms that I, that I serve, um, the the staff basically asked the question, mm. like, look here, what do we do about this, man? Like, nobody knew. <laughs> yes, subhanAllah. So, so we had yes. come up with some, yeah, yeah. some solution, mm. right? Um, so I had my suggestions, which I think I'd, I'd leave towards the end of the program, yeah. Mila, mm. but there wasn't a clear directive, yeah. you know, that if this There's not happens, a handbook, there's not yeah. a you know, guide, yeah. And I think one of the reasons for this is possibly, Wallahu I don't think people actually know that they have a problem. Mm. Or they, they know that they have a problem, but they don't understand the seriousness of the affliction. Yeah. So they don't consider it as a problem. They consider each event as a problem. Like, okay, I have a problem now. I don't know if I'm stingying properly. Yeah. And then I'm stingying again and again and again and again and again. I'm almost raw. Right? Yeah. Um, then I know that that's the problem. I don't know. How does it work? Like, you, you, you give me some insight. Yeah. Thing. So, um, I, I, I agree to some to some extent of what Munna is saying. Um, like you won't like sit down and like just tell yourself like I've got a problem, mm. you know, and I need to sort it out. And I feel the reason why a person doesn't find himself um, coming to that realization is because his mind is so busy with the waswas. Mm. His mind is so busy, so concerned about that dhur salah that he made right. five days ago Ajib. on Saturday. You know, whether he made that dhur or not, or you know, whether he had to do or not. Mm. And then it's also that he walked outside, was that najis, and did I walk inside the house? And now you've got five, ten different scenarios in your mind that happened to you in a day. Sure. And that's what you're thinking about. So there's, I would say that there's, there's no time for a person to actually realize until someone says, brother, you have a problem. Wow. Look, um, this is, this is hardcore stuff, right? But I want to, I want to get more, I want to get to a personal level, right? Because yeah. now, now you're talking a bunch of goodness and yeah. Jay-Z is a mole. And <laughs> <laughs> right? So, no. so you mentioned that you overcame this. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So tell us about how this began with you, if, you, yeah, if, you, if you're comfortable with it. Yeah, I know we've we'll, been through the up and downs of whether you should, whether yeah, you yeah, shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to leave the ball in your court, inshallah. No, alhamdulillah. Like, um, yes, I think it's necessary to mention and so that, um, you know, the viewers and all those listening and those that that requires help, you know, understand and know that they're not alone. No. And I mean, one of our, my beloved Asatida at Strand actually gave me some advice and he said that, you know, I told him, Mulana, like, do I go and I speak about these things on a public platform? Mm, you know, mm. what about a person's honor or, you know, anything, these type of concerns that a person has, you know, it's maybe a bit embarrassing to 
you know, to mention these things. And yeah. and then he just says, do you know the story of Qadi Ayyab? Mm. And I'm like, yes, Mama. And he says, didn't we all benefit from that story? Ajib. And how did we come to know of that story? Mm. It was only through him. If he didn't tell us that story, mm. we wouldn't have known that, you know, a person's life can change in that manner. No. You know, so I said, subhanAllah, then if Qadi Yad can do it, he is such a great wali of Allah. Uh. Who am I? <laughs> what am I? <laughs> you know, May Allah so. make us all his awliya. Amin, amin, ya Rabb. So, um, yeah, so where it started, subhanAllah, I actually thought about this question. Right. Because I knew it, uh, it was coming. <laughs> and um, to some degree, like I said, you so in your mind, years go by without being present. Ajib. So, so you're, you're, not, you're, not really, is, you're not really there. I can't. Yeah, you're not there. Wow. You're not there. You're not present at all. And it's such a sad thing. And, you know, like just looking back, like the moments are there, but it's, it's still a bit of a blur. Mm. You know, so um, so what I can trace it back to was, uh, I can trace it back to when it really like went crazy. Okay, right. So you don't actually you don't actually know exactly when it started. I can have an idea of what triggered it. Okay, right. So I was um, and and this is what we're going to discuss um, maybe a little bit later, mm. is like this concept of like external and internal. Like this external was, which we would say is was was, you know, this external uh, element right. that is causing a person to do these things, which we know is the shaitan, mm. is was was, mm. and then there's an internal uh, element as well, mm. you know, and this internal element is like it's a tabi'i thing, man. It's either something natural, it's just your temperament, right? You you're a person that's just worries all the time. You you know, that's just something that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has tested you with. And then it's experiences in life. Mm. So if I can put this on something, I would say it was when I was held at gunpoint. Ah. Right. And for me, <clears throat> I was a, I was a very angry guy back in the day. I went for some anger management and all of these type of things. So uh, when this event happened, what it made me feel like was that this person stripped me from my safety and from you know, like this feeling of coming into your personal space, you know, it was such a, it was such a feeling. All, all I felt was anger towards him. I just wanted to, uh, like, you want to take his life. Mm. Like, how dare you? Mm. And the way I responded to that was crazy. Like, I just barged out there. All I knew is I'm going home to the knife drawer. <laughs> I'm going to chase guys with guns now. <laughs> and this is what it did to a person. Yeah. And, and that is the, the stress level that it, that not even in the event, post, right, the right. post event was still such a high level of, I mean, I've never been in that place and I pray that no one has to find themselves in I mean, that state I mean. because you will, you will regret it for the rest of your life. You so, know, it's, it's definitely anger is, you, you are majnoon. Right. right. You, you reach that, that stage. And, I run over to the other shop and I tell him, phone the police. And I'm running home and I just remember I had slippers on. And you know that when you run so fast and the slippers yeah, yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just <laughs> skirting <laughs> just oh, all the way home. And my feet were burning. Sure. That's how fast I ran. Came back after the whole scene, whatever the uncle's like, Buddha, was that you that was running so fast? I say, yes, uncle. Yo, I never saw someone run so fast in my life. Yeah, no. <laughs> so that was the experience. So ever since then, I couldn't, I was, I remember I was still busy at, 
at at Damlin, I was doing my um, my third year, I think, or my second year in, in, in business management, and I had, and I, I was I was in exams, right? I was busy with exams. I, I remember still I was supposed to write commercial law the next day, and I could get absolutely nothing in. Mm. I couldn't sleep that night. I could do nothing for the next two weeks. I couldn't focus. I, I just couldn't. And you would think, okay, the event's finished, and you know, you you're a man. You know, like, right. you can handle these things, man. You know, it's nothing for you. Yes, you'll deal with it. You'll deal with it, yeah. And next thing I know, like this is now retrospectively looking at that. Like I didn't know it at that time, of mm. course. Quite recently, I realized, like, Manya, you might have some PS, what is PTSD. PTSD going mm. on with you, mm. because up until recently, I would like. If there's a little bit a loud sound, I would like, you know, I would not not really skrik, but I would be so alert. I would like, you know, mm. my nephew always laughs at me when he when he when he goes to the shop and he comes back from the shop and he opens the door of the car and he sees like how I how I turn and look at him mm. and then he laughs and then I say I'm not I'm not frightened. It's just it's in me like I'm always it's on this high level of like and wow. and I researched it and I was like you think that the whole world is against you. Mm. The whole world is out to get you, you know. This is what what this what this is um, this this order causes, you know, post traumatic stress. And then I realized I have post traumatic. I had post traumatic stress. Mm. Right? I had remnants of it. Alhamdulillah, I overcame it. And um, yeah, so that's where it started. I would think, you know, right. was that event. So right. that that anxiety. And and do you recall the first time this started afflic- afflicting you in Ibadah specifically? Um, actually, no. Right. I can't. I can't really say. I, th- I would, uh, if I had to say anything, I would say will do, and that is for most people. Okay. Yes, I, I find that as well. That's will do. Uh, will do is the place where that. it starts. Yeah. No. Because I mean, if it distracts you in your do, I mean, where where does your salah start? Mm. Salah starts by that that perfecting that will do. You mm. know, preparing for the salah, the muqaddimatul mm. salah, mm. all of these things. That's important. So if he gets you there, he's definitely gonna get you in your salah. Mm. So um, and and the beautiful thing also, Munna, is that retrospectively again, like the yaqeen that even though you know this khaychi has been is has been doing to all of us and continue you know troubling us, it really makes you realize that you know, Subhanallah, your iman man, it increases you in your iman. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you know, mm. uh, tells us about shaitan, what he will do, you know, how he would. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi about the two shaitans, you know, that he's busy with you in wudu yeah. and busy with you in salah, you know. Walahan, um, I think, what's it, Khanzab, I think, is the, I yeah, the shaitan of salah. So anyway, so, yeah, so I would say wudu. And it started with, did I wash that? Mm. You know, and then I would say, okay, just wash it again. So why do you wash it again? You wash it again so that you can? Okay, let's say the first time it happens, it's just like, it's a no-brainer for you. Okay, I didn't wash it. Let me just wash it again. Yeah. But what happens is, is that the more the thoughts come, you stop washing it because, oh, I didn't do it. It's you washing it. You know that this is waswas. You know that this is shaitan whispering. But because of the feeling, the compulsiveness, the pressure, the stress that it causes upon you, you would rather wash the limb again to get rid of the that feeling of anxiety, mm. that feeling of stress, and you know it's like this heaviness, this compulsion. Like you need to do something, and it's it's just so stressful. I dream. So you would do it 
just to get rid of that feeling, right? There's like this void inside of you, this, you know, this uneasiness. So that's where it started and I just increased. And I mean, all my friends know that I, because I mean, you're going out with friends and I mean, what it does to your, to your social life is, is crazy, man. Like, yeah. The choices you make, like when you'd rather want to go out and when you don't want to go out and mm. now it's time for salah and you maybe need to use the bathroom and you're mm. like, yeah, if I'm going to use the bathroom, it means I'm going to trip and there's going to be this and I'm going to be full of nudges and I'm going to, okay, I'm not going to make salah now. Wait, I don't think I'm going to go because the time that they're using, they're possibly going to be making salah at that time and then I'm rather going to stay at home. Subhanallah, I yeah. want to just mention some of the, of the questions uh, that I've received. I'm not going to be exact about it, but just in general, uh, because I don't think, you know, a person hearing this for the first time may even think like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not, is this not really a problem? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, the scenarios that people paint and that they come up with, like the person will say, I'm, I think I had a, some drops of urine on my clothes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah. And then I think I put that that pants in the washing machine. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think so. Yeah. But 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 I think so. It'll have a couple of that. And then you will say, but now I'm not sure if the washing machine is gonna wash the clothes seven times and then there's no sand <laughs> and so stuff like that. No, Where no, that no. comes from, Allah alone knows. Allah Akbar. And then he will say that then the washing was hanging on the line, but it was now wet. Yeah. Because it's wet, so all the clothes all is now clothes Najasa. And the wind blew, and the, wind blew the, water, the, the water on the Najis wall. Water. On the wall. Okay. So the wall is also Najis. Najasa. Yeah, it's Najasa. That's like there. one one person. Yeah. Right? Um, another person incessantly asks about Kira'at. Mm. So, so the Kira'at, like, is all the Kira'at from Allah? So mm. was the was the seven kiraat just confirm with me and they repeat themselves yeah. like that the seven kiraat plus the three kiraat plus the the um the ahruf yeah plus the the various um writings of the Quran yeah. plus the warsh and the yeah. is all of that revealed verbatim from Allah to Jibril to the Prophet and then you will say yes tomorrow they'll ask that same question in a different way yeah to, is, to is give more certainty is a <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I'm just giving yeah, an example yeah, yeah. Of, of how this thing yeah. uh, 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 materializes. <clears throat> and then, of course, the person who wakes up every morning thinking that they yeah, have yeah. money, that they had ihtilam or a wet dream because there was some moisture there, but they're not sure, but it might smell like that, but it always smells like that, but, they know, but there was moisture, but there was nothing on the pants and there was nothing on the sheet. And then they went to the bathroom and they washed, but they still wasn't sure because it was like soapy in the feeling. Ajib. Right? Ajib. And then you will get the other person who will uh, make istinja and then be convinced that there's still a drop of urine. So then they'll cough and they'll cough and they'll squeeze out and they'll cough and they'll cough and they'll pour some more water and then put some toilet paper no. there to see if there's a drop and then they'll splash water. And it goes on, and this yeah. person is spending 10, 15, 30 minutes. This is some of what I have just read about. Yeah, Tell us what you have experienced, if you are comfortable with that, or yeah. what you know of, just so we can again make people understand just how badly shaitan can can grasp you in this moment. No. Subhanallah, like, just listening to all those uh, examples, you know, 
my heart really goes out to those individuals that uh, no. are struggling with this because for them it's real. You know, we might sit here and maybe laugh it off and because it's just not real for mm. us. You know, we mm. can't see ourselves, you know, living that life. But for them it's very real. You know, it's very real and it's really stressful. Mm. And it poses health conditions as well, mental conditions as well emotional conditions, you know, it really can affect you. It can affect your iman, it can affect the person's Islam, it can... And your marriage and, and your marriage family. and everything, mm. you know, and so my heart really goes out to them and I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes this, this, you know, this, this, um, this test from them. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them afia. Mm. Um, yeah, so everything Mullah is saying is what I went through. <laughs> and that is what Mullah will find, is that all the scenarios are the same. Everybody goes through the same things just at different times. Mm. Just at different times. It depends where that person is in his waswas. You right. know, what rank he have. Ah, I see. So it comes, it comes <laughs> yeah, in levels. Yeah, it comes in Ajin. levels. Yeah, it comes in levels. You have to get the stars for that. Yeah. You know, for the ranks. And unfortunately, where that uh, leads, a person can definitely look... Uh, and you see, like, you don't want to say these things because you don't want to put fear in a person's mm. heart, you know, but uh, when all the billah, we can actually lead a person, you know, um, where Islam will become, you know, a bit shaky because of this. Like yeah, a, like statements of kufr. Statements like, was of this? kufr, yeah. Mm. Mm. And not just that, like, there was an individual that actually said, like, he, he made a comment and, you know, Allah, Allah, save him and Allah, you know, guide him. Is that, yeah, when I make salah, then the stuff come to me. When I, but when, I, when I'm not on salah and, I, and, I'm, and I'm a bad person, then, then I'm fine. Mm. You know, So I'm not going to do these things. Every time I want to be good, then, then they come for me. Ajib. You know, so um, these are the type of struggles that, uh, you know, the Ummah is facing and some of the people are facing. Just a quick question. Is there any element of like self-righteousness where, where the person thinks that they are being pious in what they are doing and therefore they're being sure and certain because they must be, you know. Is there any element of that? Um, I wouldn't say that it's self-righteousness, but it's definitely, yeah, like, how, how do I say this? It's, it's, it's something like that maybe, or where you're not, you're not open enough to take from another person. It has to come from you. Mm. You know, it has to come from you. You need to feel okay with it. You need to, you know, come to terms with whatever it is. You need to, you know, um, see this thing working or not working. You cannot take the advice from another person. So, example for, for Mullah, just to tell the person that, like Mullah said, you, you'd give him the answer, but tomorrow he'd come again. Mm. It's not that he thinks you're wrong. It's not that he thinks you're wrong. It's just that the doubt... That, that, that shaitan puts in his mind and how he latches onto the doubt, mm. you know, and what the doubt causes, you know, in his heart and what it causes to, what it does to him, mm. you know, internally, the anxiety that it creates. He doesn't have the ability, the capacity to remove that doubt, to remove that feeling, that anxiety, that anxious feeling that, you know, and he needs to come from someone else and even when you tell him you'll be okay for that moment you know you'd be able you have to explain it in a certain way for him that just hits the nail on the head and then that's like ah okay 
but tomorrow the thought comes again. Mm. And that thought will come in a different way and from a different wedge, from a different angle. Right. And now it's again like, and you won't think for a second that, listen here, Mona did tell me that these are thoughts from Chopin. It's because it's, it sounds simple, but what's happening internally to you. And um, maybe just some examples from myself, like they'll do one, like, I mean, just to, to give the, the, you know, the viewers and those that are, that are watching, um, where it was and where I am now. Right, it's like 10 years ago that I've been going through this, like from 10 years ago. And I mean, I've been afflicted for, I would say, roughly six years, five years. Sure. But not from the get-go, like on its worst, you know, you you had to work for your your promotions, you know. You had to get your straps. Yeah, you had to get your straps as you go. So anyways, and... And where I was, I was on about 45 minutes wudu. Sure. Right? Looked like uh, someone had a pool party in the, <laughs> in the bathroom, you yes, know. Yes, I know. And coming out and my nails were bleeding because there was, a, there was a piece of something under my nail. Sure. That I think I saw and that was there that I really needed to get it out that actually scratched, you know, between your nails open mm. and to that degree and you're not in the right frame of mind at that time it is such a great level of anxiety and fear that it's creating in you that you need to do those things to remove that feeling mm. that's what you want to do it's not that you want to do it right it's that you don't want the feeling so you right. need to do it to get the feeling away and this is the only way because the doubt is saying that there's something, so I need to get the something out. Mm. So once the something's out, the doubt will go, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's that's where I was. And Alhamdulillah, now I'm making like wudu in three minutes, under three minutes, like, you know? And uh, even if I get a thought that, yeah, there might have been, I say, okay, Allah's going to forgive me. I'm not going to go back to look mm. now, I'm done. Mm. You know, and I'll just walk away. Yeah. And this is going to be like for, we I'm sure Mona will also, also share, but also share some solutions and, you know, guidelines for those that are struggling moving forward. So that's one example. But just to maybe, um, let's see, let the viewers maybe, you know, it, it, it came to such a level that you, you become fearful. It, it's, it's a, you, you fear, you know, you fear the doubts, man. Mm. You fear the doubts like, you wouldn't want to take off your hoofs. Mm. You wouldn't want to take off your hoofs because then it means the doubts are going to come and that experience is going to come and you don't want that experience. And this was happening. And I think with the breakthrough, I don't know, do we discuss the breakthrough or like... Well, look, um, this this is now your, you know, your experience of going through this yourself. It's a very personal journey. May Allah reward you for opening up and um, mm. You know, making yourself vulnerable in that sense, um, because I, I think that a lot of people will find not just comfort, yeah, but also hope, yeah. And that's uh, that's one of the main reasons that I, I wanted to have this program. Um, so, so mentioning these scenarios, I mean, on the one hand, we feel for the person, yeah, but on the other hand, what we also notice is that they try to find the solutions in the wrong places, yeah. Right? <laughs> so they're looking for Agreed. a fixed solution yeah. to a spiritual psychological problem. Problem, yeah. You with me? Yes. And um, the questions 
you know, unfortunately, because of the nature of fiqh, it's technical, it's yeah. legal, it's made yeah. for rules and regulations. Yeah. It's not the Quran, no. you know, no. it is fast from this time to that time. These are the rules. This is what will break your fast. This is what won't no. be with me. So because you have these rules to go by, now you're giving these doubts a voice. Yeah. And and the voice that you're giving it is all these technicalities. Yeah. So you come to learn, okay, yakin la yuzalu bishak. Yeah. Right? So now, That's okay. That's the famous one. Yeah. Was it the poop or wasn't it the poop? Yeah. Right? Oh, no, but in the, the alim said, no, if I didn't smell it or if I didn't um, hear it, then I must ignore it. Yeah. But now, what if you smelled something but yeah, you don't you, smell? you smelled something, yeah. So you didn't know if it was a... Yeah, a but, but, but it didn't smell like, like a yeah. fart, so, so maybe it was, you know, yeah. so, so now, so now you, you, because you, you're resorting to fiqh. It's going to make it worse. You, you only get worse, make and I've worse. seen this. No. Now, why am I mentioning this is that the people who receive these questions. Yeah. Are not always clued up about this uh, illness. No. Right? They know, look, it's a sirichi, mm. but they don't know. In my experience, and I'm not saying that I necessarily know, oh. but they don't, they don't really get how to approach this person. And therefore mm. they approach the person in the way they know how, which is with fiqh. No, and you can't blame them as well. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Because that's what you got trained in, right? I got trained in fiqh. So when the person yeah. comes to me and asks me a fiqh question, I'm going to give them a fiqh o- answer. Exactly. But what I'm saying is you're actually supposed to be skilled enough to identify and hold it. This, this is person. not a fiqh question. This no. is a waswas question. Yes. And if I'm going to give this person a fiqh answer, I'm only going to give them more hope to hang themselves with. Yes. And therefore, my approach has been, and now I'm putting myself in the hot seat, right? After consultation with uh, Mufti Abdurrahman Khan, Mullah Muhammad Ka, and others, um, because I myself didn't know quite how to deal with it. Mm. I, I initially gave fiqh answers and I saw my TV mm. <laughs> not working. Like, you know, so so they, their words to me were basically, look, yeah, you, this person needs to be, not to sound harsh, but this person must be scolded. Yeah. This person must be itgeskel because they're catching on nonsense. Yes. Right? They need, and, and it's not an unkind scolding. It's, not. it's a kind scolding. It's like, my bro, wake up, man. Mm. What do you do? You have to yourself? be cruel to be kind. That type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, so it's a very strict approach and not giving into the fake questions at all. Yeah. So from that moment on, I would do a explain what they're going through to make them aware that I know what's happening. Yeah. Even if they didn't say so, just by the question, I can tell this is what's worse. This is yeah. OCD. Yeah. Then I tell them, okay, it is a spiritual, come psychological problem, not a fake problem. Yeah. So your answer is not through getting the answer to this. Nice. Your answer is to ignore these thoughts and insinuations under all circumstances and no. never give in to them. Your answer is, and I think, I don't know, here's where I put myself on, on, the, on the line here, right? But I tell them, if the fix is that you must build on your salah according to the shorter number of rakats that you doubt, did I make three, did I make four? Then you must assume three according to fiqh and then you must build on an extra one. You're going to make... 50 rakats for the word. Exactly. Exactly. Four hours later, <laughs> you're still building on one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tell them, well, I don't, I don't say this to the questioner. Yeah. But my approach is, if the fix is that, you don't do that. You do the opposite of that. Yeah. And the, my reasoning for saying so, <laughs> my fix reasoning for saying so is because هذا, هذا, uh, 
Yujad Fik. Allah. This is some this is some majnoon that is Asar within you. Uh, just a little bit. We're not saying you completely yeah, mellow. Yeah, yeah. But you've got a little bit of junoon in you yeah. because this is afflictions from shaitan. No. And because of that, part of your taklif is removed. No. Because if you are gonna go based on these doubts, my bro, mm. you're never gonna make salah. Yeah. You'll be that guy. Allah, no, my knee is not right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Allah, uh, yeah. wait, wait, did I start raising my hands from the bottom and I said, yeah. Allah, yeah. Allah, half an hour after the Imam is finished, you still, still starting a salah. That is what will happen to you if you yes. must if you must treat to the fiqh. Now I'm asking you, Sayyidi, having experienced that and now having, alhamdulillah, acquired a little bit of knowledge of alhamdulillah. Deen, tell me, what do you think of that approach? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase Munna's knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm not and making any claims. No, right? no, because um, the great scholar Alawi, Sheikh Alawi, uh, Ibn Ahmad al-Saqqaf, mm. in his book, Tarshih uh, al-Mustafidin, no. he actually has, he has a whole section just discussing waswas. Right. Under the takbir. Allahu Akbar. And exactly what Mulana is saying is exactly the advice so it's amazing to see this happening in a fiqh kitab right it's it's literally nasiha Ajib. in the book of fiqh mm. mm-hmm. you know oh those that are suffering from this wiswas or waswas you know uh, this is what's happening to you you know did you see your prophet do this did you see your sahaba who do this did you see and you know subhanallah i'm reading this and i'm thinking subhanallah like you have to see the examples that he gives. Like I was speaking to uh, Yus- Mona Yusuf uh, Karamunatar, Rahimullah's uh, son. And I was telling him, Habibi, you know, it's like, it's like he either went through this uh. or his son went through this or yeah. someone in very close to him went through this, maybe a student. Because the examples that he's giving, uh. I mean, it's spot on. Right. And let me give Mona like, so the question was like um, whether or not this 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 advice that Muna is giving or this direction is is correct, and I would say it's hundred percent correct because that's exactly what uh, what um, uh, Ibn Ahmad al-Saqaf, Shah Saqaf mentions. Okay, he says when there is the you must go for the akhaf. No, you mustn't go for the afqal. Yeah, don't go for the for the for the heavy, the heavy ruling. Right. You need to go, and whatever the ruling is, you must do the opposite. Ajib. So example, if the qaida is that you have to build upon the lesser number, so now you're doubting four or three, you're supposed to build on three. No. But when you doubt four and three, you're supposed to go for the highest number. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Yeah, you should finish. You finish. Yeah, yeah. you should slam. You just like. And the thing is, what he does in the book, he brings other madhahib mm. to show you that this is your deen. Mm. Your deen is here to assist you. Mm. Your dean is here to help you. Mm. Not to make and your life a living hell. A living hell. Mm. And, and that is the thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Taha wa ma, ma, ma anzalna, ma anzalna alayka al-Qur'ana li tashqa. Mm. That Allah has not sent this Qur'an to you to be unhappy, mm. to be sad, to be going through difficulty. Mm. This is not the reason for Qur'an. This is not the reason mm. for Sharia. Right. So we have to ask ourselves that am I then practicing upon this Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this is what uh, um, Sheikh As-Saqaf mentions in the book. He says that you never saw when the Prophet ate from the utensil from the from the Yahud 
ONE, he used the utensils to make wudu from the Yahud. Hey, did this, this Yahudi drink alcohol in here? Was there something haram in here? Mm. What was in here? You know, the, the Prophet ﷺ didn't think twice when, 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 when uh, Umama, uh, binti, I think it's Binti Abil, uh, binti Abil Aas, or I think it, yeah. The, the, when she was on the back of the Prophet ﷺ as a small baby, still on the nappy, you know. Okay, that time there wasn't nappies, but I mean, mm. picking her up when he stood up. You know, in the hadith, putting her down when he went into sujood. And the Prophet ﷺ didn't think twice to think, hey, was she dirty? Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu, they, I mean, you're in the desert. You're telling me there's not going to get things under your nails. Mm. I mean, what are we working with in this modern society? Like, compared to what Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu was working with, the amount of sand that was around them. Mm. You know, that is something that water can't penetrate through sand. But you don't find them coming with these countless questions to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, what about this? Mm. What about that? Did I do this? Did I do that? So he says that it is not our place to make bahth. It is not our place to search and find out if it is or if it isn't. You go upon what is in front of you and that is what you practice on. Mm. And the amazing thing that he said, and I told this to, to Yusuf, and this is my advice, sincere advice to those that, that are afflicted by this, is that if you do not put your foot down now, where this will take you, it will destroy your deen, it will destroy your marriage, it will destroy your social life, it will destroy your work life, it will completely take over your life. Mm. Completely. Mm. And... Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, I was able to overcome it. You know, before I reached that point. Alhamdulillah. But just, just before you get into, into overcoming it, Sadie, um, so the, this approaching a, a, a spiritual come psychological problem yes. with a fiqh uh, um, solution right, no. is, is what is often attempted. It's important to note <laughs> that the questions <laughs> they ask it's quite tantalizing for the researcher, right? Okay, to make some bath to check. Yeah, 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 yeah. because it's uh, come up with yeah, it's a massively interesting. And that's situations. the thing. Just think about it. It's what happens to a person. We like that's create you in your creative mind. You have yeah. like this hypothetical scenarios that you're yeah. coming up with. So it means yes. you're all in your head. Yes, nothing is real. Right. Everything is in your head. Right. You're the only one experiencing this and seeing this. No right. one else can see what you're seeing. No. So that's that 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 is that is the reality. So I would say Mullah, what the, the approach Mullah is taking, subhanAllah, it's 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 perfect. Alhamdulillah, I'm very glad, I'm very happy uh, about that because uh, and, and this is part of the, the podcast message really, is no. that uh, those of our colleagues and in the, the fraternity of, of scholarship and so on that understand that when you're dealing with, with somebody afflicted in the sense, it's not a fic situation that you need no. to resolve. No. So don't let your, 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 your keen interest, I mean, you can always research the masala, but understand that giving this person the, the masala is, is not helping them at all. In fact, I think it may be even harming them. Yeah. They should be, they should be uh, treated as somebody that's sick, you know, somebody that's got an illness yeah, yeah. And, and they need to be treated accordingly. Okay, so that is uh, from the one perspective. And then from the other perspective is, does fit? And the learning of fiqh contribute to this. As, okay. in, as in the person doesn't have a problem and then they start learning fiqh and then they develop a problem. Mm. I would say that um, 
That's a tricky one. Mm. Uh, we should watch our words. Mm. But um, I would say to some degree it can, but most of the time it shouldn't and it won't. Mm. Right? It wouldn't. Uh, because it depends on how you're learning fiqh. There we go. That, that, that's, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. Because look at fiqh, we believe is sacred law. It's Allah's law. No. And Allah's law... Came there for maslaha. It, exactly. It can't, it can't harm. It can't harm. It can't. It's not designed to harm. Exactly. So it's not the, the law itself, but in your approach of the law or possibly even the teacher's approach no. to the law. Right? Yes, yes. Definitely, definitely. And there again, it's, 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 it's in this sense, it's a case-by-case basis. Like, mm. you don't want to make a blanket statement because not everybody falls under this category. Of course. So now you have people going and jumping around left, right, and center. Mm. You know, and that's not what we need. You know, but in regards to the fiqh, like, if you learn fiqh properly, the way it's supposed to be taught and the way it's supposed to be learnt, and that is not here's the answer that's the answer that is it you know but you are able to 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 understand where this rulings are coming from you know how we came to this to to this hukum to this ruling you know what is the ikhtilaf this is when you're studying now mm. we're speaking about students of deen yes. they're on the journey already yes. are they going to develop this illness or they're not going to develop that's the question so in regards to the you know to the general population like this is not concerning them. They should go to the to the to the alim of and they course. should ask. No. So in regards to the student, if the student is learning his fiqh properly, initially he might have the problem. No. But if he's a true student, you will soon get rid of that problem. Mm. You'll soon get rid of the problem. Because he he didn't feed it enough. He didn't feed it enough. You see, uh, um, Ibn Ahmad al-Saqafi mentions that one of the main reasons that a person rapidly fell, fall, um, falls into this waswas is because of his jahl. Mm. It's because of his, his, his in- inability to access the knowledge right. or not having the knowledge at hand or not having the individuals to assist him in the knowledge. And those that are, that are watching should really make shukr and, and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has, has, has given you you know, the the likes of Munna Irshad to, 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 to give you that answers. <laughs> no, Allah, Munna, like I'm speaking from where I was. No. I would ask, if I see a man with a beard, I'll ask him. Ajib. Just because he has a beard and because I need that answer now. It's this anxiety is killing me. It's, yeah, it's like you're going to die. You know, Allah's not going to forgive me. Allah's going to punish me right here. So, okay, that uncle have a beard, let me go ask him. That uncle might not know us. He might even not even be performing his salah uh. properly. He didn't most probably stinja properly at home. Yes, I you know, but you're asking him fiqh masail. Uh. You know, and he, you're going to be satisfied. He's not even Muslim, he's a biker. <laughs> you know, so... I mean, oh, yeah, uh, I'm not saying that a Muslim and biker is like the antithesis of one another. <laughs> not oh, yeah, salam, maf. <laughs> yeah, salam. So, uh, yeah, so that, 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 is, that was where I was. Mm. You know, so we should really make shukr for the platforms that we have today. And the ability to access knowledge. No, and, no. and it is only your fault if you are not accessing the knowledge. Oh, yes, definitely. It is only, you, you're the only one to blame if you are not going and searching for knowledge and seeking the knowledge. No. If you are not going and sitting by the feet of the ulama, khuchu. Uh. Yes, subhanAllah. You know? So, I've well, uh, one that I need to say that, no, but it's no, the reality, no. Mullah. That, that was the approach. Look here, uh, 
the the one aunt of my mother she passed away uh, i think at the age of like 93 or something like that no she stayed in salt river she was saying that <clears throat> according to her knowledge the first ever locally offered adabi classes uh, was by mulana yusuf karan mulana's uh, father rahimahullah she used to take a horse and cart from salt Allah river Akbar. to go to strand But wherever the class was, I don't know if it was in Strand, but wherever yeah, the class was. That would have was, been a journey. Eh? Uh, but yeah, in, in search of Ayn. Allah Akbar, is this now Mulana's grandmother? No, 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 it's my mother's aunt. Okay, mother's aunt. But it was so inspiring to you. Yeah, very inspiring. Today, Mashallah. like you don't even need to leave your home. Exactly. You're watching this on your cell phone. Yes. <laughs> Subhanallah. You know? Um, but look, I, 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 want to, I want to say, okay, fine. Um, that was the approach. But how, was, how did you break away? What was the breakthrough? You see... Like I mentioned, um, what this will cause and what this will do to you. Like the term is actually known, Mona didn't mention it, is that they actually coined a term for, for this. It's called scrupulosity. Oh, is it? Yeah. So they they, they coined a term for it. Say again. Scrupulosity. Scrupulosity. So it's things that are found in religious uh, acts. Ah, okay. It's OCD within religion. Subhanallah. And that's an important point because if you didn't know this, Uh, OCD isn't specifically with ibadat. Like non-Muslims get this as well. Yeah. It'll be like uh, checking to see if the door's locked. The phone has to be All in a night. certain way. Yeah. That rakam there is not straight enough. Yeah, yeah. You know well, it's not a rakam in the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or they will yeah. they go check if they switch the iron off. Yeah, yeah. Or they yeah. will drive back home to go check if the windows are closed. No. You know? But yeah, so it's scrupulosity. If scrupulosity, it's within, yeah. Okay. It's within religion, yeah. Ajin. So... And and that's the crazy thing because for us being now in this thing of scrupulosity, mm. um, we don't have OCD per se, mm. right? But it develops into OCD. Ah. Where I started checking, did I lock that back door? Right. Till today. Okay, we all get it yeah. to some degree. No, I, I do it. Yeah. I, in fact, I, the other night, I went. To, I think I went three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> I went up. <laughs> And I caught myself. Exactly. No, I caught nice. myself doing it. Mullah actually reminds me of the of the, of the story of Sheikh uh, um, Sheikh Rashid Ahmed Kangoi, rahimahullah ta'ala. Rahimahullah. And um, he actually uh, he actually relates a story, ah. and it was actually three times as well. Oh wow! And he says that he performed wudu at home, and he was on his way to the masjid. And uh, on his way to the masjid, the thought comes in his mind: Hey, did I wipe my left elbow? Did ah. I wash my left elbow? So he says, okay, let me go back and wash it. And and that that's normal. That's I mean, normal. it can happen that to happen, anyone. And that's the thing. Viewers must know that was-was happens to everybody. Yeah. No one is safe from it. Safe from it. Everybody has that, um, what's his name? Al-Wahana, whatever his name is, uh. the shaitan. You know, everybody has that shaitan with him. Yeah. Walahan. Everybody has the khansab with him. Or khinsab or khansab, whatever it is. Everybody has that with him. But it's just how you deal with him. Is the is is the the, the 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 crux of it? It's your response to it that will determine where you find yourself on the spectrum. Mm. So, Sheikh Rashid Ahmed can go. He's walking, and now he says, "Okay, I need to go and wash." And being a Hanafi, there's no tartib. Mm. So for him, lucky him, he can <laughs> just go and wash his <laughs> arm, and he yeah. goes. So now he's on his way back to Masjid, and another thought comes in his mind, and he's like, "Hey, my right elbow." And he's like, doesn't give it as a no-brainer for him. It's the first time it's happening to him. Uh. So he's like, okay, let's go wash the other elbow. And he washes the other elbow and he goes back. And now a third thought comes in. And he's like, my ankle. Did I wash my ankle? It's almost always, did I? Uh. 
was it like that? Yes. Did I do this? Yes. Or didn't I do this? And he was like, wait a minute. Uh. This is you. <laughs> uh, this uh, is Shelton. Yes. This is Shelton. You know what? Excellent today, well. yeah, today I'm going to perform salah without wudu. <laughs> so that was his response. Right. So that is that is what it is. You need to be so strong in ter- your your willpower, your mm. courage. Mm. You know, those that are listening that is suffering from this, it's all about the courage that you need. You need courage, man. Mm. You know, whatever you can do, master up whatever you have. Let me give you an example of my experience. That you might be going through, let's say, the wudu. You might be performing your salah four times over, which I was also, remember, I'm already on five stars already. Right, so I right, did all right. of that. General. You know, I'm a, I was a general. <laughs> so you, you're making your, your qira'ah, you're reading your surah fatiha five times over, you, you're, making, um, you're making tashwish, to, you're, making, you're causing confusion to the people on your left and on your right in salah because you, yeah. you know, you're reading your surah fatiha so loud because you need to hear yourself. So you want to read above the mics uh. of the Qari that's reading in front <laughs> so that you can hear yourself. No. Now, where does it come from? It comes from jahl because you mm. don't understand the, mm. the mas'ala. Yeah. Uh, what is qira'ah? That it's, it's something that is, it is there's, there's, it's imkan, it's a possibility that under normal circumstances with no extra external noise, I'll be able to hear myself. Mm. Even if there's sound, mm. right? Even if there's sound. So that's the, that's, that's the ruling. So yes, fiqh does help. But it won't solve. It's like a plaster. Mm. Right? It's like a plaster. So let me give you. So that's all those things I went through. So now what happens? This is this is now the, the breakthrough. Right? We might not go deep into the breakthrough, but this is where we are realized that hey, something's up here. Something's not right. Mm. And I was sitting in Ta'alim. Right? And all of a sudden I feel like I'm going to throw up. And now I'm already going through my waswasa. I'm already going through waswas. And I think, yeah, I'm gonna throw up. And, and I'm actually gagging, eh? like, like that, that I have to put my hand in front of my mouth. And sure. I get up and I go home. And I don't know what's wrong. I'm like, oh, I don't feel sick. Or and I come home and it's gone. And I don't, I don't give much thought to it. The next day I come for Dhuhr Salah. I say, Allah Akbar, in Jama'ah. And I feel like I'm gonna throw up. And it happens again to me. And I'm tripping. And I'm thinking, what is this? Am I sick? Am I gonna, th- I'm gonna throw up on this mat? People are going to see I'm going to do the match of the masjid. Oh, it's going to be so embarrassing. Oh, my word. It's, I break my salah. And I run home. To go perform salah at home. And that is when the sure. real stuff started. Now you're on the general level. Now you're dealing with, with things that is now seemingly real. Mm. Right? Like you're, real, you're feeling this, man. Like... I'm literally feeling like I'm going to throw up, like I'm gagging, mm. like it, I'm, it, it I'm doing this. something physical. Physical, exactly. And, and imagine like how I'm feeling. I'm like, what is this? And now it's happening to me every time I go to Salah. Mm. And now I'm like, oh, can I, I can't perform Salah in Jama'ah. Shelton's trying to get me away from Jama'ah. And then it happens in, in, in Jumu'ahs. And then I said, no. The, <clears throat> I would say, three days later, I was like, no, no was probably anxiety because now I voiced my remember my family they knew but they didn't know mm. and that's another thing let your families know that you are struggling mm. let them know that this year is real for you that they should have concern for you that this is a real thing right they shouldn't assist you in your in your waswas where they you know making it uh, conducive for you to fall into your waswas and do it more and more and that because that is generally what a mother would want to do. They just want to see 
their child in a in a they just want to see their child happy. Mm. So as soon as as long as they're stressing, they will do whatever they can. Because I dealt with a case with a youngster to the point that he just said everything is haram to eat. He was only eating peanut butter and crackers. Sure. But I mean, how he formulated that hukum, that ruling on the peanut butter and the crackers being halal and everything else being haram, mm, mm. you understand. It's, and for him, it's not about being rational. Man. It's just that that makes him feel good. That makes him feel no anxiety. At that point, when he's eating that peanut butter and crackers, he is calm. You understand? And that's Indeed. what he needs. Mm. That's what he needs. So now I'm like, God, I don't understand what's going on. And I go to the doctor there, bus, uh, of our local doctor. Explain to him I have anxiety or whatever. And he gives me the happy pills, mm. you know. I don't know if the happy pill I had was like the McCoy's, but it was like, you have to like, it's like a Gatsby, you need to cut it in four. Okay. All right. And take one at a time. So I got to a point when I was taking off a Gatsby. Yes. Right. Sir. And I was working corporate now, in the corporate you know, I'm so in a state, I even told the people that was there at work, I told them, listen here, yeah, this is what I'm suffering from. Imagine I have to go sit in an interview now. It's Remember, it's already changing into like anxiety, right? Like social anxiety. Right. Like that's where I'm, where I'm at now. With plus, 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 all the salahs and all the wudus and it's just going crazy and mm. the thoughts are constant in the mind. Like so Life is becoming unbearable. At unbearable, this unbearable. Mm. Yeah, but you're going, man. You're going, you're just getting on. And what happened there is I was on the tablets. <clears throat> and that is, that's basically what, what I wanted to say is that this is where it will get you. It will get you to anxiety, where it's no more scrupulosity. Mm. It's now OCD and anxiety. Mm. And after anxiety, you can face depression. And depression can take you to very, very dark places. And, you know, the one hadith, that speaks the most to me. And I said, subhanAllah, this is definitely from the lips of a prophet of Allah. Lay you share the deen. Now. You didn't mention, mention the hadith? In the deen, Yusr. Lay you share the deen illa ghulaba. That verily this deen, it is easy. It comes with ease. That when you do things that should be flowing, you should be in a state of flow when you perform wudu. You know, you sh there should not be any huckles and buckles. Everything is just flowing. It's easy. You know, except the one that tries to make this, it's not that the one that tries to make this deen hard, except that it will overcome, overpower him. That the one that tries to make this deen that is easy, that Rasulullah says this deen is easy, the one that tries to make this deen hard, mm. it will overpower him. Mm. And that's exactly what was happening to me. Mm. And the hadith goes on and it says, وَسَدِّدُوا وَقَارِبُوا وَأَبَشِرُوا وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالْغَدْوَى um, that seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a little bit in the morning a little bit in the evening and some part of your day so make the adhkar of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make ta'awudh that you know recite the ta'awudh a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim comes in another hadith when he, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa speaks about this walahan um, and this khansab that when the whispers come, say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajim, and spit three times without saliva to your left, on your left shoulder. Mm. You know, these type of things, this is necessary. Where's our first point? Our first point is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But here's the thing, 
do we, do we get into the overcoming the yeah yeah no absolutely violence? absolutely so this is the thing is that what this will cause to you is that you making this din hard and this is me person this is my own experience so those listening that is going through ask yourself this question how do you see allah not how do you see allah with your eyes of course but how do you view allah what is your world view what is your perspective of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is allah to you and mm. inda dhanni abdi bi that i am to my slave what he thinks of me do you think that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to forgive you do you think that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't have the rahmah enough to overlook your difficulties that you're going on or you're going through do you think that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to forgive you for a thing that is actually ibadah you're mm. actually trying to please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but now you earn that thing do you think allah won't forgive you mm. so this is the state of a person that goes so this is was my state a negative state mm. a negative view of allah allah's going to punish me allah's not going to forgive me i need to do this right that is what will force you that is what will force you to continuously make that salah over and over because now you say molana so molana's answer is i would say 50% 60% day through my experience mm. personally mm. like if i had to come to molana and ask for advice and me looking at that person coming to molana and asking advice mm. Mm. like i would say okay molana gave him 60% but there's more you know it's going to take him through but it won't it won't right. remove it right right and it's that perspective and how your relationship with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. how you view allah do you view allah that allah is going to punish you for everything that you do because now molana tells him listen here this is what was this is what you do you need to ignore it that you have to follow the lighter thing you have all these things you need to do this is a condition okay he understands that and he leaves that salah with all the doubt he had 10 doubts in his salah his doubt was the niyyah his doubt was the takbir his doubt was a rak'ah his doubt was a sujood in that rak'ah his doubt was 10 things a million mm. things mm. but he still tries to leave it because now he's gaining that courage now i'm going to leave this man i'm not going to i'm not going to delve into the doubt and he leaves that doubt there will be such a push and compulsion for him to do that thing again why because if i don't have that salah if it's a possibility mm. that i don't have that salah means i'm not going to go to jannah mm, subhanallah allah's not going to accept from me i'm not going to have that salah mm. and that will do now that ghusl i must go a day two days three days four days or that ghusl but that ghusl wasn't right meaning every salah every wudu everything that i made mm. is batil yes allah is allah going to forgive me no you understand it's like so, living a nightmare you know wallahi It's like it's like really going through a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And you your own bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're your own Freddy Krueger. You are your own Freddy Krueger. Honestly. Honestly, man. Subhanallah. Naam, so it comes down to that. Subhanallah. It comes down to that. Um okay, that that is brilliantly well said. Um may Allah Ta'ala allow that uh, it be of of good benefit Amen. to those who need it the most. Amen. You need to write that down, Sadie. Like the whole thing. No. You know, like a step by step if you suffer from waswasa. Wallah, Mulana is saying this now <laughs> and I told uh, Mulana Yahya. Mm. I told him, Mulana, I, f- I think maybe I should write something. Eh? Mm. And then I still said, maybe a guide for the ulama. So he made a joke. He said, hey, 
يو رايتنج ستاف فضوا على ما سبحان الله ما شاء الله نو اي ثينك اتس نيدد يا اي مين اي وود هاف ابريشيتد ات نعم يو نو اف ذي واز ا هاند ريلايبل سكولرلي ورك نعم فروم سمبدي هوز بين ثرو ات ان هاز علم بين اي وود هاف امبريسد ات اوبن ارمز نعم بات اي ثينك اتس فيري امبورتنت to to make that knowledge available because for me i've never experienced it in the sense of of being a problem yeah. everybody's experienced yeah. did i make three or four rakats definitely i think i if at least once a day yes but i never you know i don't let it uh, once i see don't a, let it plan me yeah if mm. i see that something is repeating itself in down. A, yeah but i could never relate to what these people were saying to me in these questions except no. to recognize that this is a problem no and um i think it's so so valuable and i really appreciate you you actually relating your experiences and so on no. uh, you know we had this back and forth of, of whether you should or no. whether it should be anonymous but um i think it was a really good decision because i imagine that uh, a lot of people <coughs> excuse me a lot of people would want to reach out to you to perhaps assist them or coach no. them would you, would you be willing to do that more than willing more no, than Allah willing. bless you Allah bless you because it's um, yeah like I said how many ulama are going to send them down the fikra route right no. how many ulama are going to just not know at all what to do no. and then I can only take you you know like you said 60% of the way no. then again you, you're on your own no. I think it would be great you know to have somebody um, who can assist them Uh, and take them by the hands because he's actually walked that road before. No. Um, there was another very, very important um, element that uh, that I'm going to hurt myself for <laughs> if I don't remember right now. But inshallah, it will come. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Um, anyway, the, the, the discussion has now reached, to a, reached us to a point where a person who wants to rid themselves of this, yeah. right? What's the first thing they should do? The first thing that they should do is to, of course, realize that this is a problem. Mm. And to want to come out of it. Mm. You need the willpower. You need to stop putting yourself. You need to really man up, male and female. Man up and do it. This is shaitan. Are we going to allow shaitan to do this to us, to deprive us, you know, from this qurub, from this closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm telling you, it is 10 years later, this has been my first i'atikaf, where I've really honestly experienced the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Wallahi munna. After this negative mindset, for bulk of my life, studying life, is that this was the first Ramadan. It's always been this battle inside to see the Rahmah because you've you've developed, you know, it's like muscles, man. Mm. It's what you feed. It's that wolf that you feed. Mm. If you're going to feed the black wolf, he's always going to overpower the white wolf. Mm. But you see, as long as that white wolf is living, he has a chance. SubhanAllah. Mm. SubhanAllah. Um. Allah musta'an. Allah help. Amen. Allah help Amen. us. Amen. Um, so, family members. Yeah. I'm sure you know, look here, this dude is taking half an hour to take wudu every single time or yeah. 45 minutes. So you know something is up. 
you may even be making fun of it. You may even, you know, Scaling talk about him. it or scold, you know. Yeah. Uh, but what should family members do, especially in the different situations? Because look, it could be family members of somebody who doesn't know they have a problem or doesn't yeah. want to admit it. Or it could be family members of somebody who knows they have a problem, but yeah. they have no idea how to help the person. What yeah. should they do? I would say the question is uh, a case by case because every family dynamic is different. Mm. So like we know that um, if you tell your wife something, she might not take it from you, but let someone else say the exact same thing. They're like, oh, okay, is it? That's, that sounds right. Mm. So the same thing is that your your mother might tell you that this what you're doing is wrong. They might do everything that they were supposed to do by the book. Mm. But just because of that relationship there is just, it creates some form of barrier. So I would say f- give it a try. See where it goes. Mm. See. And the thing is, don't aid the person in their scrupulosity, mm. in their waswas. How, how would they aid them? Example. You would stand behind them while they're making wudu. Mm. Then you'll tell them, no, that arm was washed. Just go to the next arm. And you'll force them to go to the next arm. Is, is that is that helping them or is that not helping them? That's not helping them. Ah, okay. That's not helping them. Mm. Because it's not coming from them. It's right. an internal thing. You again just create, you're putting that bandage on there. You're weakening them. Ah. It's like a child. If you're always going to pick up after the child, if you're always going to help the child when they tie their laces, if you're always going to keep onto the bicycle when the child is riding the bike and you're never going to let them ride themselves, they will never get there. Mm. So the same thing with this, with, this, with, this, with this illness is that if we want to call it an illness, let's rather not, it's just what's worse, it's some form of difficulty that mm. they're going through, is that if you're going to do this, you are going to harm them. Mm. So Understood. stop helping them in that manner. Stop helping them in the waswas. Example, you will have a, a, a person that he, he will stand behind his father or his brother or whoever it is and watch him perform salah. Mm. You'll watch him perform salah. He has to be there. I can only perform salah if so-and-so a person is behind me. If so-and-so a person is not behind me, I can't perform salah. Ajeeb, 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 ajeeb. So, so, so mm. okay, don't, don't help them, don't help yeah. them. Uh, I get that now. I, that's a very interesting point yeah. because, I mean, I, I can imagine, um, I can imagine trying that out and telling people, maybe you must just point it out to them, no, you're clear now, you know? Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Subhan, that's a very good point you made there. um Sadie, I'm scared uh, to 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 make a way available for people to reach out to you because you're never gonna you're never gonna be you know you're never gonna end with the messages and, and the phone that, calls. But but before before we decide okay. on that, what I also want to say is that Canala uh, means this is not the waswas monana. <laughs> this is a student of Dean no. who can share who can share his experiences and and his uh, knowledge based on this one particular issue. But that doesn't necessarily make you yeah. uh, the world's greatest specialist. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to speak to this particular person. That's not yeah. the point of the program. The point of the program is to understand that there is help out there. That others have gone through this. That you know. No. So, um, what what type of information <coughs> do you want to make available, Sadie? Um. I would say yeah that um, people can contact me inshallah if they if they have any concerns they can email me. Mm. I would think that would be the best uh, the platform, safest, yeah, the safest inshallah. platform inshallah. 
Um, so I can maybe, do I give it now? Do I give yeah, it tomorrow? Yeah, uh, we'll put it on the screen. Inshallah. Okay, we'll put it on the screen, okay. Okay, inshallah. So whatever concerns you have, but my short is, is that I give you a month for progress. Mm. If there is no progress after a month, then you have to find someone else. Mm. Nice. And nice. the reason for that is... You sound is, like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Okay, you didn't say that, but I mean, I just imagine like the wax sensei. Wax off. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Mashallah. So, no, it's necessary because I'm not there to baby you, uh. right? I'm not there to baby you. I'm there to assist you overcoming it. No. And if I'm just going to be that soft cushion, you know that you know that 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 place of, you know, um, um, calmness through all the madness. That's not what I am. Mm. You have to fight that battle. Mm, mm, mm. You it's must battle, feel yeah. that anxiety. Let me give you, I, how I, think about, uh, how does Mullah think I overcame the standing in Salah feeling like I'm going to throw up? How, mm. in, in Mullah's mind, what, what did Mullah think how I overcame that? Oh, was that's, it? A, that's a challenge. I think, um, was it the medication? Was it someone's advice? Was it, okay, of course, everything. I, I imagine that you just have to fight through it and, and, and force yourself and to be that there. that is the thing. I told myself, I'm going to vomit you on this floor, man. Mm. It's fine. I'll clean it up. Mm. That's what I told myself. Ajib. I told myself, if I must throw up, yeah, I, must, I have to throw up. And then how long did, did you have to suffer through the feeling of wanting to throw up before it stopped? That was the breakthrough. Ah. Was in that salah. I got fed up. And I told myself, if I'm not going to deal with this thing now, I'm not going to overcome it. Mm. It's going to get worse and worse and worse because it's going to Imani questions now. Mm. It's going to questions of Tawheed. It's going to all these type of questions. Mm. I need to put it into this. And this is in my study day. So Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, 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 I'm learning about you know the the, the fiqh. I'm learning aqidah. You know, just the nur that comes with it. It's it's, it's an energy that assists you. Mm. You know, through the struggle. You know, so uh, knowledge is a is is is, is, is enlightenment. Mm. You know, so standing there, having that azm, having that resolve, having that willpower and tell yourself, don't be scared. Don't fear it. It is not real. Mm. Wallahi, anxiety, whatever you're feeling is not real. Mm. I'm shouting in the mic, they're going to hear it the same way, <laughs> most probably, but it's, it's not real. That's what you need to keep telling yourself. Mm. And until you don't test it, you won't know. Ajib. MashaAllah. Um, Habib, that was a very enlightening um, information from various perspectives. I, I've learned so much. Alhamdulillah. Um, and I want to say that, you know, sometimes I may sound harsh and so on. Uh, it's, it's a genuine concern. Like, I, I do feel it. If, you know, I feel it for you and, and I make dua for you. That's the only reason why we had, you know, I, I stopped the man by the robots and told him, hey, maybe <laughs> you must phone me, we need to have yeah. a podcast. Um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide you and take you out of that fitna. Don't let your shaitan, don't let him win the battle. Yeah. You know, don't don't let him sit and laugh because look, we got you. Yes. You know, don't do that. Um, I also want you to take cognizance of the fact that you have the power with you. You've got Allah, right? A'udhu billahi no. shaitan. You don't have to take him on by yourself. No. Allah never asks us to take shaitan on. Allah says, Take refuge in Allah from the accursed shaitan. So make dua, speak to Allah, ask Allah to help you out of the situation and then make the effort, seek out the assistance, whether it be through 
said it over here with it be through another uh, scholar of deen or, but somebody who can actually help you yeah. and then take the steps and that's the last from me Sadie would you have any closing remarks yeah I would I would definitely just want to you know please just call out to those that are that are struggling with it and just maybe give some perspective to you is that <clears throat> turn to Allah's Rahmah mm. that is your biggest help that when you tell yourself that I'm not going to do it you watch this podcast you you have this it's you being motivated you see that I can do it mm. know that it will still come mm. the anxiety will still be there but if you're going to have Allah on your side and Allah is who Allah says to us Allah is only Allah is to us only the way he describes himself to us Allah says kataba ala nafsihi rahma that Allah says that he himself He ascribed the rahmah. He made it wajib upon himself. Rahmah. And if you look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِي الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Who is Allah speaking to? Allah is speaking to the one that is transgressing. Mm-hmm. You are not transgressing. You are trying to be an obedient slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah is going to forgive that person, What makes you think for a second that Allah won't forgive you? Mm. So understand the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he knows what you are going through. So all you need to do, you need to push through. Right. That is that is your first point. Always fall back on the rahmah. No matter what you might think, the thought that you might think, inshallah, for, ignore it and just turn to the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. Uh, Allah protect you, preserve you, uh, take lots of benefit from you, and use you for the khidmah of his deen. May you be of service to the ummah in Ameen all the avenues of deen, up to and including waswasa. And uh, may the rest of your your official study years uh, be successful. And notice I'm saying official study years because your study years will never, never come end. to an end. No, never end. May it never come to yeah, an end. Yeah, that's why some of, some, of, uh, some of our friends, they don't say final year, they say sixth year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in fact, it's a it's a bit of a joke. So I sit I sit on the um, on the exco of the Muslim Judicial Council, okay. and then a couple of applications came through, and and many of them were from our graduates. Mm. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this. Math. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything untoward, but it was it was a, it was funny because some of the applications didn't have. No, I don't think I can say this. Okay. I think I'm going to cut this out. Okay. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we don't get certificates at the Strand Madrasa, generally speaking. No. If you need a certificate for whatever else. Yeah, you get one. You yeah, need to ask. You need to ask, yeah. Yeah, but ask nicely. <laughs> but there's no such thing as like a graduation and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's a farewell. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah. Get study. Yeah. You know? Alhamdulillah, I really love that. Alhamdulillah. Allah accept and grant our teacher a long uh, and expensive, rather, Jannah Ameen, in his qabr and remove all forms of difficulty from the qabr Ameen, Ameen. shower him with noor and grant him ya the Rabb. best of the year after Ameen. and grant him uh, an elevated status for all of the knowledge that he imparted uh, that we all continue to benefit from. Jazakumullah khairan, Sayyidi. Barakallahu fikum Allah. Jazakallahu khairan fikum Allah. Barakallahu fikum. Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah.